Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having an amazing day so far. I'm so excited to have my brother, Vipul Basania, back on the show for this week's Stay Grounded episode. My gosh, it was such a treat to reconnect with Vipul. I mean, the first time I met him, for those of you who don't know who Vipul is, he's the host of the Know Your Legacy podcast. He's the author of the book of poetry, Searching in Silence, and just an all-around seeker of truth. I mean, he he's just got such a gift with expressing his emotions through words to reach people on a deep and profound level. And when we first met, it was there was just such a resonance, a kindred resonance. I just felt like he was a soul brother. And the topics that we have had conversations about on and off the podcast have left me nourished and inspired and just more connected to a deeper well of wisdom within myself that I just couldn't wait to have him back on the show. And I mean, this conversation was so rich. We talked about so many things related to rituals and routines and connecting with our truth and living inspired and how to evolve and how to connect in relationships. I mean, that was a really beautiful part of this episode. We talked a lot about just the idea that in my life, at least my relationships, you know, I don't have to know somebody forever to trust them and know them. I can just feel where they're at. And it's a new sort of experience for me to really feel my relationships instead of intellectually putting people into boxes. And we talk a lot about just breaking that habit and learning to trust our hearts and our knowing and our wisdom on this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Vipul and I go so deep and we cover so many different aspects of what it means to stay grounded. And we actually touched a lot on rituals and routines and practical tips that each of us practice just to to connect deeper with ourselves and how our own rituals and routines have evolved as we've grown over time. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation, the wisdom in this um, in this episode, because I sure as heck was sitting there just soaking in so much of Vipul's knowing in his heart. You can feel his heart from a million miles away, and I'm just excited to to bring him back on the show and for you guys to experience the wonder of this man. So Enjoy it. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, all that means that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Um, reach out to either of us on social media and tag us in your stories. Let us know what parts of the conversation are resonating with you and which aspects of the conversation are inspiring you to connect deeper with yourself. I want to know, and I'm just so grateful that we get to create this content for you guys. This is this is my heart and soul. I, I love Stay Grounded. I love being able to have these deep, meaningful, intentional conversations with other like-minded individuals. And I love that you guys get to be a fly on the wall for those conversations. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to be your host. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share incredible ideas uh, with all of you. And just thank you for 
giving me your attention and I'm just so grateful to have you here. So without further ado, here is the amazing Vipul Vasania. Enjoy. Yo, 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 what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant, amazing day so far. Oh, man, it's so good to see your face and have you back, brother. Welcome. Thanks for having me, man. I was pumped when you sent me a message yesterday, though it was in the last 24 hours. As we said, you know, when a brother needs help, you drop everything to 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 go there and help him out, man. And really, it's just me having fun. Like, this is an opportunity for me to have fun as well. So, listen, I'm, I'm humbled and I appreciate you thinking of me, first of all, to, to be a part of your platform and to be a part of your day today. Well, one of the things I love most about us, or you especially, is like, I just... Ever since the first time we met, I just felt this kindred resonance. Like, and I think I've gotten more sensitive to it over the years as I've sort of like, you know, I had my, my friends that I grew up with and then I had the friends that I went to school with and then I had the friends that I started in business with and then I had my business partners. And then the more I started doing the work, the more I started resonating with people on a soul level. And, and I remember when we first met, like I just felt that resonance. Like it wasn't like we needed to really spend a lot of time telling each other about who we were, where we came from. It was, it was very clear that we were on a similar path. And, and I think it's important to highlight that because as I've built relationships over the years for myself, I've found that the time I know somebody matters less and less and less. I don't necessarily have to know somebody for years to trust them. I don't necessarily have to know somebody for a lifetime to, to know that they're loyal or have my back. Like I can feel them and I can, and it's, and it's a resonance and I, and I resonate with you and I feel that. And that's why I'm just so grateful that I get to have these conversations with you, man. So, you know, I really appreciate that. And, and, and I don't know, do you have any experience just with that resonance? Like as you've sort of grown over time, like really with people? How much time have we got, man? This is, this is getting me fired up. Listen, <laughs> you don't have to know people for a long time. And the reason I feel so strongly about that now is because it's all about energy. Like you said, resonance, frequency, energy, whatever you want to call it. When you are in tune with yourself, you're better able to gauge where that person is as well. And if they're on the same frequency or same level energetically as you, you can trust them. And it's not a logical tick box exercise. I don't have to pull out a checklist and be like, all right, well, what part of the world is he from? How many people has he done over in the past? How much money has he made? Oh yeah, he fits the boxes out. It's not about that. It's the energy. And the first conversation we had could feel it quite quickly that there was no friction there. And we were almost picking up from where we left off before. But technically there's no before in this life, somewhere else, whatever form we took somewhere else. And that's what I really feel with a lot of the people I've met in the last few years as I've been on my own journey is that I'm really able to connect with people quite quickly when it's the right type of person. And now that's not to say that other people are not deserving of my time and attention or they're not, they're less as humans or whatever it might be. It's just that when I meet people on a similar path or similar point of the journey to me, we connect automatically because that's where my head, where my heart and where my soul is at in that moment in time. And an example of that is the person that connected us, Tracy. We met in Ireland and we met unexpectedly over a dinner one night. So the people she was staying with in the cottage that week, the people I was staying with, they were friends already. So then they decided to go out to the pub for a meal. So I was like, all right, I'll come with you guys, speak to some new people and see what happens. 
And everyone took their seats at the pub. And the only two spaces left was where I was sitting and then opposite me where Tracy took a seat. And then we introduced ourselves and that literally that was it. We just got into a deep conversation and then we decided, all right, you know, we get on so well, we need to create another dinner with just the two of us so we could chat even further. So, you know, you brought up something really important, the checkbox in our mind. I used to go to networking events. I used to go places and in my mind have a checkbox that was just running. Like I knew who I wanted to meet, how they looked, what they were supposed to be. And in my mind, it was always this calculation. But that's what then stopped me from truly building those authentic, connected, timeless relationships that weren't necessarily based in anything calculated or anything tangible. It was just a feeling because I was in my mind. I wasn't in my body. I wasn't in my feeling. I wasn't in my heart. And it's actually fascinating. I was, I was talking to my, my girlfriend about this last night. You know, when she was out dating a lot, you know, she told me like, you know, she was always meeting guys that fit the checkbox, fit the checkbox, fit the checkbox. And it wasn't until she even switched over to like, instead of the checkbox, instead of having people fit that checkbox, how does this person want to make me feel? How do I want to feel in the presence of this person that then she was able to even open herself up to a relationship? And if I think about my life up to date, the more I step out of my head and out of the checkbox and what I think I want my relationships to look like, the more I allow presence to dictate what my relationships can feel like, the deeper, more authentic, more connected, and faster I actually find my tribe. The faster I find my, the people I want to spend all my time with, the faster that magnetic resonance of just like attraction between people ends up existing. It's so much faster. Feeling is so much faster than thought. Like in my heart, like I just feel like, you know, it, I don't know. It, that's that's my riff on that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and well, you said you said you said a good point that you talked about attraction, and you know, in the spiritual personal development space, we talk about law of attraction quite a lot. And it's interesting because I never really understood the concept until probably recently, on a deeper level, the actual core of what that concept is about. And it's not all about getting material possessions and creating this magnificent luxury lifestyle while you can do that what it is really about is understanding your frequency your resonance and where you're feeling and being aware of that so the more self-awareness you can cultivate the more you can step into how you actually want to feel how do i want to feel excited and joyful and curious and passionate and in awe and in wonder and in love all of those things will naturally attract other people, experiences and resources that foster those emotions. And so naturally you start feeling like, wow, like I'm having the time of my life. But as soon as you start thinking about the material things, the byproduct of having those material things doesn't necessarily mean the emotions come with it. The emotion has to come first, which takes self-awareness. And then you get everything that's already on that frequency and that resonance. So I, I must have done something to be able to meet Tracy for her to then introduce the two of us and likewise you must have been doing whatever you were doing along your journey for us to then eventually cross paths just at the right time it's interesting but um it's happened with quite a few people timing's important because the mind wants it to happen yesterday the mind wants you to have the perfect relationship meet that perfect person have that dream business partner it's like the mind wants it yesterday but the resonance, the feeling always brings someone in at the perfect time for where you are perfectly at. So like I, you know, people that I've dated in the past, they, they were there for a reason. I was attracting them at my level of frequency, like business partners. I was attracting them at my level of frequency customers. I was attracting them at my level of frequency. And 
And I think when we can truly own that and own that, like I remember one of my mentors when I first really started wanting to change my life and we started, you know, looking at visualization and how to visualize. I remember him even really saying like, let's say I want to have a million dollars. Like the number matters a lot less than the feeling that a million dollars would give me. The number matters a lot less than the person I have to be in order to create or attract or manifest or, or deliver value that is equivalent to a million dollars. And so when we can go to the thing behind the thing, we actually end up accessing feeling. So this is interesting because the realization I came to recently. So this realization came off the back of doing kind of personal development, reading seminars, all that kind of stuff the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years in different phases and stages. And, you know, you're taught financial independence is the goal, or that's what's going to make you happy or real estate or online businesses, affiliate marketing, all of these things, there's different avenues, you know, build assets, not liabilities, all that kind of stuff. And when you're early on in the journey, that's what you think I'm going to go and learn. That's what I want to attain. I want to get the knowledge to be able to do that. But after all of these years of reading that stuff and being involved with those people and seeing people who are genuinely successful in those fields, that's fine. I realized I'm the asset. I'm the one that provides value. Listen, the money is going to come to me. The connection is going to come to me because I'm working on me. Mm. Nothing's, you can't replace that. No one can put a value on that. I can put a value on that. And that's unlimited. That's infinite. Listen, that's that right there. What for me was like, that's it. I just trust myself 100%. Go all in on me. And that's all I need to care about. I did the math. It's actually crazy. I literally actually did the math on this a month ago. I was calculating how much money I've spent on personal development in the last three or four years. And it's an absurd amount of money. I'm not going to name the number here because it's not relevant, but it's an absurd amount of money. And I think one of the things that I think has that mindset that you just said, like, you know, if you don't bet on yourself, who will? You have to treat yourself like the biggest horse you can bet on. And that's like the ultimate spiritual path. It is like trust, right? Trust that you are the greatest asset. Trust that no matter what storm is happening outside of you, like your ability to stay grounded in your power, in your truth, in your knowing is the greatest gift that you can give yourself and the world around you. It is when we can truly lean into the power of self-trust and recognizing that all of these avenues of personal development, it is leading us back to us trusting ourselves to the greatest degree, to the nth degree. And the more we can trust ourselves, the more we can actually navigate these waters and the modality, the personal development tool doesn't actually matter. It's just a tool in your toolbox. Exactly. Like you, are the, you are the person carrying the toolbox and you are the one implementing the toolbox, the tools in that toolbox to then actualize what you want in your life. and. It is the next level, I think, when you can truly begin to see yourself as the greatest asset in your balance sheet. Like, there's no amount of money that can. Actually, Tony Robbins talked about this. I remember watching a TED talk from him a few years ago, and he talked about the ultimate resource is resourcefulness. You know, like if you don't have money, but if you have passion and the ability to sell and da da da, like, would you be able to raise the money? Yes. If you, you know, if you don't have the time, but you're really good at, you know, managing people and attracting talent, like, can you duplicate yourself? Yes. Like, and I remember when he said that early on in my journey, it really resonated with like, okay, so the ultimate resource I can build is my ability to be limitless and my confidence in my ability to pick up anything and do anything I ever needed to do. And why that is important. The other thing I was thinking of those, these last few months is if you don't realize that, which at some point in both of our journeys, we, you know, we're, we're in the dark about trying to search for the answer externally. 
is you become part of someone else's marketing plan who doesn't really care about anything but the dollar and their own pocket and their own business growth, which is fine. That's their journey. That's their learning curve. That's their level of awareness, but they're going to push it on as many people as they can or the people that they want to market to. And you become a dummy or a, or a, or a tool in their toolbox because you don't really know what you're looking for and you make decisions based on insecurity. And what you were saying about going to networking event and being in your mind, you're thinking about how many people have I met? How much information can I, can I show off about that I learned? Like how can, what can I post on my social media about this? Like everything is really heady. It's like, well, is this person yep. worth me meeting? And if I meet this person, will they introduce me to the other person that they know? Like you're not really meeting them for them, whether it's an online event or an in-person event. I think the more sensitive you become to your own inner world, you can feel that in other people. And if you don't come across genuine, then it, the relationship's not going to last that much. Like it's interesting because when I was actively building up my podcast guest list and, and trying to network on Instagram and go to networking events and all of this kind of stuff through that process. I also had as my day job, uh, I was in commission-based sales. So I was similarly building up my own client list to, to make commission. So day and night, I was kind of building the same skill set. And what I learned through those few years yeah. is building a relationship is a long-term thing. It, and it requires you to actually think about how you want that person to feel and not necessarily about what you're what you're saying or the outcome of of what it is you want to get out of that relationship. So I don't want to meet the person with the intention that I want to raise a million or I want them to introduce me to the rest of their team or their other business associates who are really well off. I want to meet this person and see how much value I can truly provide to them in that one conversation, that one interaction, because that might be the only interaction I get with them. And if I don't really care about them as a human being, well, then what's the difference between me and the hundred other people they've spoken to? There isn't. That's the thing, man. Like genuine connection is a real currency. The way you make people feel is the most valuable currency you have. Like it is truly the best business card. It's not, how many times have I gotten business cards from people and then I go back and I look at them and I'm like, I have no idea who the hell this is. I don't remember them. I don't, I don't, I don't remember anything about them. It doesn't matter how unique the business card is. Like to me, feeling that resonance with someone else is truly what allows them to etch their they etch themselves in my memory, in my heart. And, in your and, heart, and, yeah, exactly. Right, and in my heart. like, And that's the thing, what's beautiful about because I've always believed that, you know, the universe speaks through the heart, you know? So when you're tapped into your inner knowing and your intuition, that's the universe speaking through you. And so when somebody can resonate with you on a heart level, not only are you actually connecting their resonance with what the universe is giving you, which then magnifies the creation, the the intelligence, the opportunity to serve, the impactful partnership that it might look like. Like by truly surrendering, which is like where I think we're really we're surrendering the need for the mind to really be at the forefront in this in this conversation and allowing the heart to really feel someone else and then creating from that space, you're actually giving yourself the opportunity to, to manifest magic, create magic and deliver magic in a way that I don't think the mind is capable of doing. It's not because you just, you only can get so far with the mind. It's, it's a tool, at least the way I see it, it's a tool to help me logically plan certain things when I need to plan yeah. them, when I need to execute on something like a day trip or whatever it might be, or updating a spreadsheet, et cetera. Well, building a relationship is is a human thing. Uh, AI can't replace that either. It's emotional intelligence. And I've realized that throughout school, I was basing my intelligence, my need for approval, my self-worth on my IQ. What's my grades looking like based on 
the 20 or 30 other students in my class, let alone all the other classes in my year. And then the same thing happens as you get older, the exams get bigger or the certificate gets bigger or the accolade gets bigger or the status. And so you just keep comparing yourself based on these very materialistic things. And what I didn't realize was my superpower is intangible, is EQ. And that's not something you can necessarily learn. You need to feel into it along your journey. You learn it through your own healing process, the shedding of the, the layers. It's not something school is going to teach you. Which, which sucks because like, you know, to me, emotional intelligence is, is one of the most valuable skill sets that anyone going into any career can develop. And you can only be intelligent about someone else's emotions if you're intimate with your own. If you can really land yourself in your own feet. And so that EQ, that, that interpersonal relation, I mean, everything is relationships. Business is relationships. Your intimate life is relationships. You have relationships with your family and your kids and your communities and your tribes and the world. I mean, we're all in the people to people environment. And so at the core of it, like IQ is valuable for creating value for, for solving problems. The mind is a servant though to the heart. And I think we've flipped that. Like our society has put the mind at the forefront of what's important and forgotten that the heart has value, forgotten that the heart is actually the leader in this because the heart is that intelligent, connected, incredible, energetic resonance that literally connects every single human being. Like I don't have to speak the same language as you to feel the same feelings as you. I don't have to be in the same socioeconomic background as you to have the same anger, to have the same frustrations for us to connect as a human, as, as humanity. Like I don't have to share any of the checkboxes in order for a resonance to exist. And that's where the depth of connection comes in and it goes way beyond status and socioeconomic background and um, finance and, and et cetera, et cetera. It goes beyond your story and at that level, you can connect with absolutely anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. Because like you said, we live on this planet surrounded by people. Unless you're going to be living in a cave, you will have to be interacting with people on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's personally or professionally. And so if you don't build up those skills, you'll only be able to get so far, depending on what your, what your path is. If you naturally want to take a path that doesn't require much interaction, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But where my strengths are is being around people. Like that's how I'm going to get ahead by going all in on that, not going all in on math or science or whatever else it is, engineering. Cause I can't, I can't, that's not how my gifts work. I'll argue that you need both. I'll argue that, you know, you are actually very intelligent, right? Your mind is very capable, right? Like you might not be a mathematician, but that doesn't mean you're not intelligent and your mind isn't serving a role in your creations and the way that you serve and the way that you, you show up. I think the, the heart piece is something that we can all improve on. And, you know, like, I guess practical tips, even like for me, like, you know, that intimacy with self is one of the most powerful daily practices that I think I have, like, whether it's like waking up in the morning and meditating and just checking in with how I feel, whether it's journaling about, I know you, I remember yesterday when I reached out to you, you sent a voice note back saying that you were having an emotionally sort of like up and down moment. Like you weren't feeling very grounded. So then you sat with it. You had a, you had a moment of intimacy with yourself. And then, and like, and I think those that's, I mean, that's a simple thing that I think most individuals can practice no matter where you are in the world. It's, 
checking in with yourself, making that time to just create space between yourself and your emotions and, and try to unpack them. Like I think most people think that they are their emotions. Like, and I think that's a trained response of the mind. You know, when I most like the, the word is like, I am happy, but it's actually, no, like you are not happy. You have emotions of happiness. Like you have feelings of joy. You are having feelings of joy. Those feelings are moving through you. Later on, you may have feelings of sadness. That does not mean you're depressed or does not mean you are sad. And I think when we can slowly begin to create that space between where we are in this moment and what we are feeling, that alone is like a step one in creating that intimacy for for greater emotional intelligence and awareness. That's when the journey gets interesting because then once you create even the slightest bit of distance, you think to yourself, well, then who is experiencing these emotions? Who am I? Ah, there's, and that's, that's, that's what... The, that's the juice. Yeah. That's the juice. And, and, and that's where, you know, when we can create space and not identify with our reactive nature, the reactive nature of the ego, we get to rest into the seat of the soul. We get to rest in that seat that is so held and grounded and surrounded by love and connected to an infinite source of wisdom. And, and, and in that space, there's so much possibility. There's so much curiosity. There are many egos and many identities and many, there's just, there's a lot that can unfold when we can truly be the observer. Yeah. And more questions arise, more interesting, curious questions arise once you start entering that space. And that doesn't mean you're going to feel emotions of, of happiness and joyfulness and excitement all the time. It's about what you said earlier about being the observer and looking at it objectively and being like, Oh, I'm, having these reactive thoughts to this person who's triggering me, or I'm feeling a certain way about the work that I'm doing, or I'm starting to feel some joy towards this particular experience that's arisen in my life, then you start to see, oh, I'm actually being directed by life. And I can see the difference between my conditioned past trauma, traumatic responses that are embedded in my nervous system versus the feelings of joy, happiness, contentment, that the universe is guiding me more toward. And it's like a balance between the two. But instead of being in the midst of all of that and not recognizing that you are the observer of all of that, you can easily forget. So it's important to just have that daily, weekly, whatever practice, just to kind of ground yourself a little bit. Like this podcast is called Stay Grounded, right? So that's that's the thing. It's like, you don't just realize this and then be like, all right, my life's changed. No, like I still, just like you said yesterday, need to bring myself back to the center space and be like, right, what do I need to do in this moment? Do I need to sit in peace for three to five minutes? Do I need to write a few affirmations? Do I need to listen to some instrumentals, Ludovico, you know, the, the playlist. And this is where the practice of self-love to me, that's what it means is taking the time out to ground myself that self-love. Oh, dude. So good. I love that so much. I mean, and it's so important to just remember that it's a daily, it's a daily practice actually, in fact, when I'm not feeling my best, when I'm feeling the least grounded and I look at my life, it's when I'm not doing those things. Like if I actually do the things that help me stay grounded, I actually am. It's so simple. It's so like, it's like we keep thinking that like, and this is something I've realized from my own life, staying on top of the mountain is a hell of a lot harder than climbing your way up it. When things are going great, when everything is amazing, when all the things are flowing, that's when it's like hardest for me to remember to do the routines and to pray 
and to have those moments of gratitude and stillness and silence and to keep that fire and that foster alive. And, and I'm learning and it's something that I have to consistently remind myself that like to keep that love tank full, to keep that sense of self high and vibrating, like it is a constant daily effort. Like just because I'm in shape doesn't mean I don't have to go to the gym anymore. Just because I finally got that body I always dreamed of doesn't mean I'm done working out. No, it's it's in the upkeep. And I think that mindset is, that's the slippery slope for me. Like, And I have had to slowly condition myself out of it is like when things are great, how can I continue being so grateful that allows me to invest in those practices even deeper instead of then just being like, okay, I don't have to do this anymore. I've arrived. I can just chill, which then brings you out of it. And then you have to, and I always remember that like when I get out of, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I haven't done my practices. I haven't, I haven't meditated. I haven't journaled. I haven't practiced active appreciation. I haven't been going to a hot yoga class. I haven't. And it's so easy to, to fall into that trap and and I just really, I'm really, I'm really grateful that you brought that up because I think it's easy to listen to guys like us, you know, who seem to have it all figured out. And no, it's not that we have it figured out. It's that we are constantly creating a lifestyle of doing the necessary work to stay grounded. That's how important it is to us. It's a priority and a value. And I think everyone can make that a value as well. And if you do, you are going to be happier. You are going to be more joyful and you are going to have sadness and anger. And you're going to be able to meet those emotions with grace, which is ultimately the only thing you can do. Yeah. It's not about getting rid of or suppressing certain emotions. It's just not, that's not healing. The The healing and grounding situation for me, at least looks like being able to meet everything with grace, meet everything with peace mm. and tranquility, meet everything with ease and flow, whether it's anger, whether it's joyfulness, whether it's sadness, like whatever intensity of this emotional scale we're looking at, all of it should be approached from the observer seat. And so then it makes it a lot more approachable without feeling overwhelmed. There was something I was going to say on the topic of practices. So I think there's definitely benefit in practicing something daily. But the, the trap that I found myself beginning to fall into is if something's worked at one point in my journey, it doesn't mean it's going to work when I enter the next phase. An example being hitting the gym, for example, lifting the heaviest weight I could possibly lift. At that time, that was my way of meditating because I had a lot of anger and frustration in my life. It was great, you know, benching as much as I could, squatting, deadlifting, just listening to like hardcore rock death metal music and just getting it all out. That was great. But then as the the chapters turned, as my healing journey continued down the road, at some point I was like, am I even enjoying this anymore? Or am I doing it? Because that's what I think I should be doing to upkeep a certain routine and lifestyle based on where I was before. That's not where my heart is at. I'm not that character anymore. That's a little bit scary. So what do I do now? There's a bit of a gap. Why don't you step into the gap and see what that feels like? Maybe you need a bit of emptiness and you need a break from these activities to see what your soul and your heart need next as a form of nourishment, as a form of self-love. So now I realized, okay, while gym definitely plays a role, exercise definitely plays a role. What I'm feeling as I'm tuning into my body more so this year than before on a deeper level is I need to be stretching a lot more. There's a lot of tension that my nervous system and my muscles have physically built up from the years of being angry, being frustrated, having shame, embarrassment, guilt, self-hate. Years and years of that stuff, you don't realize actually ingrains itself into this, the, 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 the cells and the nervous system and the mm. muscle tissues. 
And then that yeah. wraps itself around the bones. And then eventually you think, oh, why is my back of my head feeling really tense? Why is my, why do I have to click my neck all the time? Why do I, why does my lower back seem to hurt? And as you begin to release that and spend time stretching and evaluating and then stretching and evaluating and sitting in peace, then you realize, oh, that this cascading of emotions that was happening year after year, month after month, it didn't just disappear because my mind is not thinking about it anymore. It lives in the body still. So that's the next layer of healing for me is right. Well, bashing yourself with weights every day is not going to serve this part of your healing journey because you need to release it's the yin and yang. You need to release that tension and then let go of the fact that, Oh my God, I'm not going to the gym. What's going to happen? Like I have this certain image of my body, this certain feeling that I chase after every morning for going for the gym. Like it's don't get trapped even into the, the good habits, you know, cause even that's comfort. Well, it's so important to, and this is why it's a moment to moment practice, right? Like when, when I say my daily practices, I think I'm referring to the idea that I'm making time to connect with myself each day and whatever tool I use in my toolbox to help me get there. Like those tools can change over time. And I love yeah. that, you know, I love that you brought up just working out as a great example in the body because the physical, hard, heavy workouts versus the stretching, the the slower yoga, like the the stuff that's like on the other end of it, you know, it's it's a it's a pure metaphor for even on other parts of life. Like when I first started in entrepreneurship, I was very much about like the hustle and grind and getting things off the ground and da 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 da. And that was a medicine that served me really well. And now I'm at a space in my journey where it's more about ease and flow and having the right connections and, and, and acceleration and exponential sort of leaps and bounds that can't be done through hustle, can't be done by beating and bludgeoning. It has to be done by, by stepping back and truly allowing and surrendering. And those are different forms of medicine. And I think the yin and the yang, when we apply that to our daily practices, and again, you're coming back to being the observer of your experience. You wake up in the morning, where are you at? That is the consistent question that you get to ask yourself every day. It is not the practice that's consistent. I think most people get morning routines wrong. Like they're like, I got to do all these, this checklist of things, the checklist in the mind. I got to do my checklist of things every single day. And that's great. It's great to have guidelines if you need them. And, and, and if you're trying to build a habit, I love that. And there's value in just checking in with yourself before you blindly follow the checklist. There's value in you connecting with your heart and your body and listening to that wisdom and then choosing a tool. That is the power of intentionality, conscious choice. That is, to me, where you get to experience the greatest levels of leaps and bounds. It's interesting, as you were talking, I was thinking about a conversation I had with a friend a number of years ago on a podcast, and uh, he was saying on this particular topic, the answer that he gave me about all of these avenues, and this was more in a business sense, but it also applies in terms of the daily habits that we have. He said, everything works. They're just tools. So you'll see that there's millions of people who have taken route one and route two and route three and route four, and it works. And then you wonder, why isn't it working for me? I'm doing exactly the same thing, but it's just based on where you're at in your journey. Just because it works for someone else doesn't mean that's the tool you need to use right now in your journey. So I love what you said about intentionality, because you need to think about where am I today? What do I need? What do I need today? I don't want to go through a checkbox exercise because just because Raj is doing number one, two, and three every day, I should do number one, two, and three. Maybe. Try it. See how you feel. If it's not getting you anywhere, it's not going to work. You need to let go of putting yourself into a box 
Well, and that's bingo. Like, you know, my mom, I love her to, I love her to pieces. And she's, you know, she, I remember when she was really wanting to be successful and like, she would try and ask me all the time, Raj, what are you doing every morning? What's your morning routine? Tell me the things that you're doing. And I just want to do them and I'll do them. And she would try doing them and she would lose momentum. She wouldn't get the results she wanted. She, it wouldn't connect with her. And then she'd get discouraged and she'd make it about her. She's like, oh man, I'm not good enough. This doesn't work for me. I'm not great. And that's a trap that I see so many people on the personal development train get into is they try to be like someone else. And it's important to learn from other people. I have mentors in my life that I have learned from. I have learned practices from other people. I have connected with others in their journeys and taken from their journeys and brought to mine. And it's so important to just connect with what you are doing. And just because something isn't working for you does not mean you are not enough, nor does it mean that the tool doesn't work. It just means that in this moment, for where you are at, there's a different thing that's necessary. And I like to reframe, what is the goal of a routine? What is the goal of a ritual? What is the goal of a daily practice? Because when we can go back to like, what are we trying to accomplish? It is to feel grounded. It is to feel confident. It's to feel trusting in the universe. It's to feel confidence in ourselves. It's to feel that higher vibrational state, whether it's gratitude, love, inspiration, play, creativity, confidence, whatever that is, right? It's that feeling. So again, going back to the feeling is what we are actually trying to create more of. And when we can go to like, all right, what is the best tool that I have in my toolbox right now to help me create that feeling? Because that feeling is what's going to allow me to go and do the things I want to do in my life, to be the person I want to be in my life, to love the people I want to love in my life. It's the feeling that's going to empower the set of actions that are going to allow me to actualize the life of alignment that I so crave deeply in my soul. Exactly. And I think when you look at it from that perspective, there's many tools available and you shouldn't shut yourself off to just thinking just because this person's doing that, I'm going to try that experiment. Yeah. Don't make it so serious. If you don't know where to start experiment, try them, try one, try 10, try all of them. And eventually you'll find the flow of the routine that works for you. And again, even that will evolve over time. One day you might feel like these are the top two or three things that work for me. The following week, you might be like, you know what? I'm not resonating with this anymore. It happened to me just a few months ago in 2019 and last year, I was really into Kundalini yoga and it served me well. I loved it. Just there was something about it versus other forms of yoga I tried. I just felt like I was really called to this. It was focusing on the breath. It was loosening the hips and it was all about the spine. And that's what I needed. But then the last few months, I just fell off from doing it. And I was like, initially the feelings that arose was guilt. And I was like, oh man, I'm not doing mm. it. I missed it. I should have gone to the session. I haven't done it at home either. Like what's going on here? And then I thought, well, do I want to do it? Is this something I actually want to do? Because before I was passionate about it. This is where you fall into the, to the trap. Cause I was like, well, I did it for a year and a half. I'm falling off. Well, no, I'm not. I'm just, this is not serving me anymore. So stop it immediately. Stop it. What's wrong with that? Trust yourself, right? That's the, exactly. that's the ultimate lesson. It's like, if you don't want to do something, ask yourself why instead of judging yourself for not doing it. Exactly. Like most people just jump straight to the guilt and the judgment and the shame. Like, oh man, I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm not doing it. Well, sit with the why. Why are you not? What about this sucks? What about this is not an alignment? What needs of yours are not being met by this thing? Because I trust me, like if you actually were getting your needs met and if you were getting the thing you really wanted, like you would want to do it. So like, exactly. 
that's so important to reframe back to choice. To me, the idea of staying grounded is about being in choice and recognizing that it's not life pulling things out of me. It's like I'm responding to life. When I feel like I'm responding to life, I am my most grounded. I feel my most powerful. I trust myself to literally respond to life from choice. Be like, oh, I didn't go to this thing. Okay. I chose not to. Whether I intentionally or unintentionally chose, it was still coming from me. I didn't take the action. Okay, well, why? That's where I think there's just so much power and we forget our power. You move. We give away our power. You do, because you, then you're moving from guilt to empowerment. And that's two different things. You know, one is about Victim to, exactly. Yeah. yeah. To actually sitting in, in your, your power of being a conscious co-creator and, and a choice maker. Because you are every moment. It doesn't matter what you're engaging in, whether it's uh, exercise or eating food or having this conversation. I chose to accept this invitation and be here with you. So anything that we do, we can choose to do that or the opposite of that. There's so many other opportunities outside of the current situation that you're facing yourself in. There always is. And I just think that instead of beating ourselves up around what we should and shouldn't be doing every day, we should kind of begin to adopt. I'm not going to say we should. I'm saying I am moving in the direction of moving into a space of experimenting. So I'm not too attached to any one way of doing anything. And that's a big shift for me because I was so used to 5 a.m. wake up, go to the gym, meditate, read five to 10 pages a day, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I feel good. I've done all of these things. Like I've made another day of progress at one point. Yes, because that was getting me off the ground, just like uh, a plane, right? It has to stay on the ground for a short period of time, then it takes off. And then it controls in the way in which you fly out the plane, I'm sure is very different to when you're first taking off in the same way. As I was taking off on my journey the last few years, the things I had to do to get off the ground and build, build momentum were different to where I'm at now. Now I'm learning to slow down and to reflect and to sit with myself and to consciously choose the experiences that I want to have, how I spend my money, the relationships that I'm involving myself with, how I'm speaking to my body, the things that I'm consciously thinking about. And it's not perfect. It's a journey. And this is uh, something that came up just in the last few days of uh, various conversations was, what's the point of this? Just the way you said about looking at the daily habits. Like, what's the point? Why are you choosing these tools? It's the feeling. In the same way, in the bigger picture, all of the things that we're speaking about, all of the choices I'm making day to day, month to month, year to year, what's the point of it all? For me, looking at the bigger picture of the end, which is death or impermanence or the transition phase. When I look back, sitting in that seat, I want everything to be an adventure in my life. So I want to be able to talk about a collection of experiences that I had, the people that I met, the places I went to, the things we co-created, the partnerships that I had, the things I learned along the way, the failures that I had, all the learnings that I had, the things that went extremely well, the things that surprised me, the things that brought me extreme joy, things that brought me extreme sadness. And that doesn't come from being a very... Uh, controlling about the tick box exercises. It's about adopting a mindset of experimenting, allowing yourself to experience the unexperienced or the unknown and stepping into that without being of fear that, well, I'm not following what the, the personal development gurus tell me to follow or what I heard on this podcast. And so maybe I'm not doing the right thing. And I think it's, it's not black and white thinking. At a certain point, black and white thinking helps if you don't know otherwise. But as you begin to step into your own self-trust. This is what it's coming back to. It's like you trust yourself. You're like, you know what? I've learned enough to now take action on my own. I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. I want to do what I want to do. And I'm all right to experiment. I feel confident enough. I trust 
the skills that I've adopted and the level of intuition that I've adopted along the way to guide me. And so I'm going to make a decision that may be completely random to other people. But for me, it seems like the right thing to do. And in the end, the point of all of these decisions, all of these conversations, the reason I'm here with you today is because when I look back, whether it's next week, next month, next year, decade from now, when it's time to leave, I want to be like, you know what? I consciously made all of the decisions I made. There's nothing I regret. That's what it comes down to. And it's so powerful to, and I've been really leaning into this last few months and really last year around like remembering death as, as, as an eventual, like that's where we're all headed there. Whether we want to think about it or not, like one day we are going to die and remembering that and really going to that space of being like, when I'm looking back on my life, what was most important? What it, and for me, it is like, when I look back on my life, I want, I just want to know that I never let fear I never let fear keep me at bay or stop me from saying the thing I wanted to say, or I, I never want to to let my ego stop me from saying I love you or going all in or like it was always about, and, and when I can remember that, it's much bigger than what I do. And when we can go into that seat and look back and really remember like, why are we doing what we're doing? The thing beneath the thing beneath the thing. It's not about the job. Why do we have the job? okay, we have the job because we want to experience a certain level of creation or freedom or, okay, well, why is that important? And when we can go down to the whys and continue asking and layering in the whys, we get down to the core knowing, which is what we are here to experience. And and I think that is a part of what these practices help you do. That's what this podcast is here to help you do. That's what personal development and growth for me, like the evolution of self is about it's 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 not linear it's it's expansive in every direction and it touches every part of your life and when we can truly remember that we are the biggest horse we can bet on that we are the asset that sits beneath all of these labels when we are the common denominator there's something so much bigger for us to remember about ourselves and that core idea you know like for for you it's to to look back and just know that you had a collection of adventures and you just said yes and you had those experiences for me it's just a knowing that i was rising in love and i lived to my absolute fullest potential and whatever that idea is for you remember that anchor yourself in that bring that into a daily practice because when we can remember why we are doing what we are doing that's what empowers life that's what empowers connection that's what then helps you remember your power as a conscious creator. And I cannot think any think of anything that is more grounding than remembering that you have the power to create and and meet life however you want to meet life. Like there's just nothing more grounding than remembering your power as a as a conscious soul. Yeah. The idea of of death or impermanence or or transition really kind of puts things into perspective. Especially when yeah. you become too heady, then you think, well, for me, this is what I do. I look at the sky, quite literally look at the sky. And, Where are we? Like, we are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Inside the <laughs> real life snow globe, in the middle of nowhere. There's just darkness outside of here, as far as we know, in every direction. Okay. So then these problems don't actually matter, do they? In the way that I thought they did. So I go for a long walk. I look at the sky around myself, take a few deep breaths and be like, well, I got this far listening to my intuition. Things aren't that bad. Continue down this path. Just continue listening. Why did things get messy? They got messy because I got too heady. Get out of your head and go back into your heart space. And someone actually said to me earlier today, she said, there was a colleague of mine who said, uh, you know, my intuition, we talk about intuition. And she said, intuition, my intuition for a split second, a few months ago said, 
I should do volunteering in Africa. Like she was said, it was a split second feeling. And it was a feeling that arose from a long ago that was suppressed. And then it came back and then it went away and she got back into her daily routine. And she said, oh, how do I listen to more of that, more of that? And I was like, well, because you only gave it a second to breathe. You haven't given it room to speak more and more and more. So it's practice, 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 connect back to your intuition, whatever that is going for long walks, sitting in silence, drinking a cup of cacao, having conversations like this, or listening to podcasts like this, listening to your content, connecting with people like you, listening to great music, whatever it is, connect back. And the more you connect back, the more that voice will speak back to you. Well, it's your voice, really. The voice in the head, most of the time, is the voice conditioned by society or by parents or by friends or the schooling system, whatever it is. And this concept actually came to me a few months ago as I was doing my own reflection. There is the, the inner voice and then the inner, inner voice. And the inner voice is the one that's in the mind that's conditioned by society. And naturally, you fall back into that space to make a decision. What are people going to think of me? What should I do? How will other people perceive me if I do X, Y, and Z? But then the inner, inner voice is the voice beneath that one. And you go really to the why, to the intuition, to the softer part of yourself, to the emotional part of yourself, which says, actually, I want to do this, regardless of the logical reasoning or the perception that it portrays. And that's when your life really begins to be yours, a co-creation of your conscious choices. And it becomes a, an adventure that's your, your own, your very own. And no one can duplicate that. And, and that's as I've been exploring that more and more, that's when I came to the realization that I'm the asset. No one can duplicate the, the experiences that I've had, the emotional turmoil, the emotional highs and lows, the relationships I've built, the strengths and weaknesses I have, the story that I have to tell. It can't be duplicated because I'm beginning to take a path and to step into and to own a path that's uniquely my own. And the self-trust, the self-reliance comes as a byproduct of you stepping into that journey. And it, mm. you get to a place where you build so much momentum listening to yourself. You don't question yourself anymore. You get to a space where you're just like, I trust. You still question every now and then. Like the voice of the mind, like I've, I've realized for myself, at least speaking for me, the more I push myself, the farther I go, the mind is always present. I've just learned to befriend it instead of needing to transcend it. You know, like I've learned to truly, he's loud, sure, and... Now my heart voice is louder and it can tell him to just calm down, sit down. We're going to be okay. And I think that's important to remember. Like if you're, if you're on the path to changing your life, healing and growing, like you're going to lose relationships, you're going to switch careers, you're going to get more clear on priorities, which is going to piss people off. You're going, there's going to be that friction and, and that friction is going to create doubt because the mind does not like change. It does not like the mind does not want you to be happy. It just wants you to survive. It wants patterns that it can recognize and comfort. And so this journey of the heart, it's going to create a loud adversary in the mind. And the more you can truly lean into that inner, inner voice, I love that, that inner, inner voice. And the more you can learn to trust that voice, the more you can, you can allow the mind to have its you become aware, you distinguish the two. That's the difference. So you get in a, in, yep. in a moment where you have clarity, you feel excitement, joy, being grounded, connected on a deeper level. And it's just silence, bliss, understanding, awareness. And then obviously after those five minutes are up, the mind's going to come back in. But the more you distinguish the two, the easier it is to see straight past the mind. And it's not to say it doesn't play its role. It does, as we've said. But when it comes to making certain decisions, 
that are important to you, that are part of your life's journey, it's easier to just follow that feeling. You recognize the feeling. I'm beginning to recognize that feeling, that, that pang of, of excitement that builds up in your, in, in your heart space, in, in your stomach, in your gut, whatever you want to call it. You're like, that's, that's it. That's the idea. That's the conversation. That's the direction. That's the decision I need to make. And that may only last 10 seconds, but I've recognized yeah. it. It's not flown by this time. And then the mind will come back. But I'm like, well, if, if I'm feeling anxiety, if I'm feeling doubt, if I'm feeling some frustration, it's because I'm becoming too heady and I'm making it more difficult than it needs to be in that moment of clarity. Everything felt easy. Why can't it be easy? And as you said earlier, it's moving more away from hustle, grind, hustle, grind. I need to suffer to get ahead. I need to suffer to feel good. I need to suffer to feel proud of myself too. I need to listen to myself to get into alignment and flow. And being proud of myself will be the byproduct of trusting myself, which is where I'm at. Mm. Beginning to go to into that space of the more I trust right. myself, the more I listen to myself, the, the more proud I am of myself. I don't need other people's approval. And that's not to say I don't want love. I do. Of course, I do from the people that I connect with, from you, from my mom, from my dad, from my friends. But the ultimate approval, the permission that I need is from myself. If I can't give that to myself, if I can't give that gift to myself, no one else's approval is going to matter. I'm going to keep looking external for answers. I'm going to keep looking external for uh, appreciation when I'm not giving it to myself. How can other people fill that gap? It won't work. I hope, brother. No, man, I... I just feel like you and I could talk for hours. I know we could talk for hours. It's just a consistent thing. I just, yeah. I just, I so appreciate just how much, how tapped in you are to your own journey and how raw and authentic you are with where you're at. And it's inspiring and it's an inspiring reminder. And I hope everyone listening truly leans into the idea that no matter where you are in your journey, it is a constant practice of learning to surrender the mind to the heart. And the more you do that, the easier it gets, but it doesn't necessarily stop. It's just the journey evolves into the next phase and leg. So I love you so much, brother. Um, one last question for you. Um, by the way, guys, you know, Vipple's on. If you want to share a little bit about where, how people can reach out to you, I mean, we'll make all of the stuff available in the show notes, but if you want to just give a quick shout out. Yep. So on uh, Instagram, uh, at Vipalbasanya, or you can go on my website, vipalbasanya.com and find out everything about me there. I've also got links to my email and stuff there on Instagram and on my website. Two best places to reach out. I love it, man. Um, all right. Last question. In the midst of it all, everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Perspective. And looking out at the sky and realizing I'm in the middle of nowhere, man, like as overwhelming <laughs> as that, as that can seem, it also brings you back down to your feet and makes you realize it, some of the stuff I'm worried about, it doesn't actually matter perspective from that sense, but also perspective in the sense of looking at my life up to this point. How did I get here? Mm. I got here by listening to my intuition, at least for the big decision. So if I keep doing that, where will I end up? Who knows? But I'm sure it's a great place because I love where I'm at right now. It's a journey. So perspective, keep perspective. Mm. Mm, mm. I love it, brother. I am again, so grateful for you, your time, your heart. And I'm just excited to continue deepening our friendship and going down the rabbit hole in all the ways. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm humbled that we had this conversation. I'm humbled that we are spending this time together, exchanging energy. And I'm grateful, man, to be connected to people like you. As I said, it's all about the energy and the resonance. And you're definitely someone that I want to continue to, to spend time with if I have the opportunity, man. Your, your heart's in the right space. Um, the people that are listening right now, 
I hope at the very least that they can spend uh, a couple of minutes writing your review or sharing your content or just sending you a heartfelt piece of feedback because the time and energy you're putting into these words, into these conversations on a regular basis, not to mention all the other heart-centered stuff you're doing. It's amazing. And I love you for that. And I, I, I look forward to seeing you blossom further, man. Oh, man, I appreciate that so much. And yeah, sentiments definitely shared. Uh, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your friend, Vipple. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.